We're out of whack. It's new year, new us, right? Yeah. Is it though? You're doing dry January, right? So. Yeah. Hmm. New me. I didn't even know we were recording. Oh my goodness. I know. What? I don't, what do I do with my hands? I don't know. Wait. It's a podcast, so. Did you hear that? No. What is this? I don't know. Tis the season. Christmas is over. We're celebrating the University of Michigan. The best team to ever come out of the big. That's not even their real fight song. What are you? What are you playing? This isn't Hail to the Victors. No, it's just it's just their band playing. Oh, well, they suck. National champion. Both of our foot college football teams ended the season in shame. Kentucky. Kentucky yes. got a, an Ohio State player. Chip. Two Georgia players. They just got an Alabama Chip player. Tram. Alabama is in shambles. Yeah. So this is the Beers and Beards podcast 2024 edition. This year we will celebrate our four-year anniversary. Time flies. David is almost yep. 21 years old. He's not drinking this month. Is this the second annual dry January or third annual? Like two and a half. Yeah, you started late. Yeah. You slipped in in some, slipped in, you, uh, yeah. Slipped in. A couple years ago, yeah. I was like, I'm going to do dry January. And then I got really drunk on one night and was like, oh, I don't, that didn't work. Let me, you celebrated Martin Luther King Jr. Day too hard. I know. (laughs) I was doing, I guess, dry ish January and yeah. Moist January. Yeah damp damp january is damp january listen if you're celebrating dry january sober october straight edge god bless you i hope this is your year this is our this has been a shitty year so far gary i'm not gonna lie or only uh, this is 11 days in can we hit restart i did not get my my wife said she's like oh we didn't eat our pork and sauerkraut and black eyed peas on new year's day we 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 deserve it I'm not sure of anything that happens to us. I'm a little stitious. Yeah. Anything that happens to us this year, we deserve it because we did not. So we usually have black eyed peas offering to the, to the, to the pork gods, to the pork gods. We (laughs) usually have black eyed peas. peas. We didn't, but I I broke, I did not know this was a thing. You're not supposed to do laundry on the first. Really? Urban legend. Who's to say? I did. I never heard that one. That sounds like a kid made that up back in the day to not have to do a yeah. chore or something. You're not supposed to That's do something chores. my fucking daughter would say, to be honest. <laughs> like, you know, it's bad luck if I don't do laundry until March. <laughs> that sounds like a, which unfortunately I don't get to go this weekend and eat Bargazzi joke. Yeah, that would be, let's, let's give it. We let's thought, we, we thought our friend Juan was going to be the one that would have to um, recuse himself, but you're the one that has to recuse himself. Yeah. Like for personal reasons yeah and you're never the one that has to cancel anything i know i plan six months ahead ahead for for the, that exact reason <laughs> something you just can't plan for david i know I already know what you... I, i'm yeah not july but i don't i don't feel like i know what i'm doing like, i kind of know what i'm doing until july yeah not like that's day by day but a i'm general... have a vacation plan at the end of june but that's different um okay off topic 
I'm really strongly feeling like this internal bias and just refusal to do summer vacations. Who told us it was proper to go the hottest time of the year to the crowdest <laughs> places and try expect to have a good time? Do winter vacations. I, I think I'm going to do a fall vacation. Yeah. We're doing March. You're doing nine vacations. You're yeah. Going to hedonism, I just right? do one a month. Yeah. No, we're going to Sandals, Jamaica. We're going Jamaica, to Jamaica, man. Jamaican like, me crazy. <laughs> there's also like nine sandals in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I didn't realize there was that many. Montenegro Bay. Montego Bay. <laughs> Mon- <laughs> Same thing. Montenegro Bay. That's... <laughs> A little too close to uh did you see the the new college football player that got signed by west virginia gary i should have sent this to you yeah noah noah how do you say it niga niga okay you how do you spell, spell it for it? the people yeah k spell it k-n-i-g-g-a yes and i don't know if you saw the interview with his family and rg3 <laughs> no. it is hilarious he says y'all ever been to paris no. And and no, it was like I know that song. Oh, <laughs> you know that song too, right? Kniga's in Paris. Yeah. So. Oh man. Yeah, you know that's going to be. A, that. That, that it will be fun. Hopefully, listen. This is also the reincarnation of was it Jason Seahorn? Jason Seahorn. Oh, the white white white, uh, white first white cornerback. Going to the NFL, right? Or at least he yeah. declares he goes to the draft. Are you and talking about uh, Cooper DeGene? Yeah, from Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Cooper. I mean, Cooper. if you're going to be a white cornerback, of course you would come from from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's the birth of white people. Yeah, that is. Yeah. No Pangea. It's a it's a fun fun time of year right now because everybody's getting fired. All the rumors are swirling. We're not a sports yeah, podcast, great. but we we love it. The people who I want to get fired are not getting fired. Ron Day hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit. Nine yeah. trillion dollar contract. You know they ain't gonna let him go. Yeah. Refired, retiring. So the big one, Nick Saban. Mm, the big seventy two years old. So he's old for a football coach, young for a politician. Mm-hmm. Um. Bill Belichick, he mm-hmm. got kind of, you know, mutual, mutual. mutual. Yeah. yeah. It, it didn't seem very mutual on his part. <laughs> Less mutual for him. Right. <laughs> uh, Pete Carroll, I think he got fired. He's right? 72. Yeah. So is Nick Saban. I, the, but, Pete Carroll beats young. Nick Saban in a foot race. He looks younger. I mean, they, they Pete Carroll go. beat me in a foot race. I know, dude. Nick, I like, I like Pete Carroll. You do, I do. Yeah, I think he's gonna go back to to uh, USC. I just wish he, he Alabama. Like, one play went bad when he didn't give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, maybe a in super, the red super zone and the Super Bowl and lost champ. It. Yeah, people they said, oh yeah, there's only three coaches. Can you, can you name them? Three coaches that have won a national championship and uh, been to a Super Bowl. Because he won, won a national a championship and been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Yep. Pete Carroll. Yep. The other one is the same team as one of the other guys. Uh, Butch Jones. 
<laughs> Butch Jones, yeah. Barry Switzer, Oklahoma, yeah, yeah, and the Cowboys. And that's where Peyton Manning got that. Yep. So I forgot Barry Switzer. He didn't last Dallas very long. No, but he won. I think he won two Super Bowls, right? Mm, Jimmy Johnson Cutting. won three. I think he just yeah, won and then oh, did they win five? No, they could they win the Super Bowl this year? Neither one of us Cowboys. No. So let's talk. Well, yeah. Let's let's go through college college? because college. uh, First of all, as as I pointed out to rub it in David's nose, right in his ugly face, his rivals won a national championship. At what cost, though? Is it going to cost them their head coach? Uh, I mean, I think Harbaugh's gone for sure to the NFL. Why did he? I, hmm. Which is crazy because he, I mean, they basically want to give him a lifetime contract at Michigan. Yeah. Where did his dad win his national championship at? I don't know. I try to avoid any hardball news. So his, his brother won the Super Bowl with the Ravens. He's won yeah. a national championship with Michigan. Their dad won a national championship Army. with Western Kentucky. Oh, the Hilltoppers. The Topper. The Hilltoppers. Yeah. Uh, that was F. CS Division three or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. You think is. Western Kentucky might win it next year? No, they might get in the in the playoff. Well, I'm like, I'm excited. I was like Liberty, the school that I wanted to go to, gets to a bowl game and yeah. gets smammered. Yeah, there. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a couple seasons where because it's basically the high the right now it's the six highest ranked. Um, division conference champions, but your, your conference has to have at least eight teams. Eight teams. So the Pac two, they don't they don't count. Mm-hmm. Hawaii and Hawaii it. State. No, it's Oregon State and uh, Washington State are the only two left in the in the Pac twelve, and they're going to be their own conference next year. But they're playing. They're also playing games against the Mountain West. But then. Yeah, so currently it's it's six automatic bids. So the power basically the power five and whoever the, the top ranked group of five. They're gonna change it to the top five. Yeah. Do you feel that the, the, coming off this season that co- the reputation of NCAA football is just taking a hit? Like with everything that's happened with NIL yeah. the last few years, the transfer portal the complete mockery of the college bowl system and then the <laughs> national was, championships. Yeah. I tried just, to watch a few of the bowls because I'm like, they were horrible. Football, I'll watch it. And they were so bad. There like, was a couple Kentucky that were Clemson bad. was a good game. Like they were both, yeah. but now we're talking about Dable Sweeney going to be the coach at Alabama when he no. only could be Kentucky by three. <laughs> no, come on. Two years ago, if, if Saban would have retired, he would have been, he would have been the first call. It would have been automatic. Maybe. Because he played there, right? Played at Alabama. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. It's a, it, I just don't. College football's lost its its luster, and I've I found myself like September, October football. College is still college football, but once you once it everything starts to shake out, it just feels dirty to me. Yeah. Also, I had really high hopes for Colorado, and they just shit the bed. <laughs> that was the that was the wildest thing because like the first season or the first game they were. They beat TCU. And you're like, oh man, Dion's about went to three win and zero, and they got ranked. And then it was just like, yeah. oh, They're like oh, Colorado's ranked fourth in the country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colorado been, School of Mines just beat them by fifteen. They didn't even 
They didn't even get to a bowl game. They didn't know. They won four I games, a... I think, right? Or five. Five, I think. But I saw yeah. I, I saw a, what team did I see with a losing record in the bowl, playing a bowl Minnesota. game? Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, because they because there was not enough teams that were at least six and six to uh to go. There's three three short. So <laughs> it was two teams that weren't technically eligible. So James Madison and uh Jacksonville State or whatever. Because they're yeah. in their first two seasons of transition from the FCS, and then they rank it by whoever has the highest grades of the five and seven teams. So, shout out Minnesota for hitting the books, getting to go to—I uh, don't even know what bowl they played in—the Meineke Bowl, Meineke Car Care Auto Service Tech something Bowl, something like that. Yeah, just something. We need to do a beers and beards bowl. What do you think? We could probably Barstool had a bowl. Your favorite news outlet. I, I here's what. Either one of two things needs to happen. We either okay. need to get our own bowl game or we need to go to the Pop-Tarts Bowl next year. That looked wild. Yeah. That legit looked that wild. That was a party. But, like, I always feel bad for the people, for the kids that are like, oh, you get to go to a bowl game. Which one are we going to? Oh, we're going to the Pinstripe Bowl. We're playing in Yankee Stadium in New York in December. <laughs> we're playing in a baseball stadium. There's also the um, – the there's one in Boston, too, the Fenway Bowl. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, and there's one, and they're trying to do the one, and trying to do one in Cincinnati, the Chili Bowl, mm-hmm. the Skyline Chili Bowl, and then the winner of the MAC gets to go to, um, I think they call it the Little Caesars Bowl in Detroit. So you're like, oh, congrats, uh, Miami of Ohio, you guys won. You get to go all the yeah. way up to Detroit. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> get to go to the big city. Speaking of Detroit, speaking of the culmination of football season because we are merely weeks away from it being over for the year unless yeah. you until the ufl starts yeah the playoff scenario has been set for the national football league if you yes. will rewind to our nfl preview episode which had to have been what in august yeah no it was in september because september was, yeah we predicted who would be in the Super Bowl? One of us still has a chance for that to happen. The other, uh, the other of us, hitched their wagon to broke-legged horses. Yes. Or in this case, broke-legged tigers. Yeah. <laughs> so David predicted Bengals. Bengals over, versus the Forty Niners in Las Vegas. I selected the Philadelphia Eagles, who. By week thirteen, maybe the best team ever in the NFL. Yeah, they were fourteen and zero through thirteen games. No, they that's lost one game. Were. Yeah, that's right. Well, they <laughs> if, you, if you count preseason, they looked good. They were better than the seventy-two Miami Dolphins. Yes, or whatever year they went undefeated. But 72. so I picked the Eagles and the Bills. Now, yeah, some shockers. We went through all the odds. I, I recommend you go back and listen to that if you happen to give a fuck. Some teams that that snuck in the Detroit Lions. Yep. The the David's former team, the Cleveland Browns. Yep. What what a story. A beautiful story. (laughs) Talk about sneaking. I mean, the other team, I mean, the Browns didn't really even sneak in. They were more the Lions. The Lions and the Browns were both pretty dominant. And the Bills, the Lake all three Lake Erie teams. 
for the first time ever. And then the team that I was honestly surprised, two teams I was surprised to make it. Actually, three. Who's the other one? The Steelers. Steelers? Like, they were. They fired their damn offensive coordinator in the middle of the season. Yeah. And then all of a sudden go on. Mike Tomlin has coached now 39 consecutive seasons. Yeah. And then the, the second team, which they play in a terrible division, so they didn't surprise me as much, but the Buccaneers. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I texted this to David. I think I texted <laughs> it to you. If Baker, bitch ass Mayfield, yeah, and the Buccaneers beat the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm switching teams. And then the team that I was the most surprised to make the playoffs was the Houston Texans. I think that's everybody's so, big shocker. I was looking through because I was looking at the the picks, the bracket pick them on ESPN, and what team do you think? most is the highest two there's two teams that are both over 30 percent and everyone else mm. no one else is over 10 to pick to win the super bowl i'm gonna say the chiefs is one of them nope chiefs 2.9 percent of people baltimore ravens ravens is number one 34.5 arizona cardinals no <laughs> 49ers yeah, so the, the two, two one seeds this is where I don't. You know they've extended the preseason. Now we've got this super wild card where only two of the division winners have a buy. Where it used to be generally like we've added more wild card teams, so yeah. division winners have to play in the first round, which is ungodly stupid to me. I, who am I? Yeah. Well, it was. It was before. It was only. Two division winners, now three division winners have to play in the. I look for them within the next couple of years to go to eighteen games. Every team gets an international game, and eight teams in the in the playoffs. This week in Tanzania, we have <laughs> yeah, that's it. and it'll get the crazy Washington like Commanders versus the Denver Broncos. People are saying that the 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 Bengals play at the Panthers next year and they're saying that the Panthers is a have a Germany home game. Right. People are saying the Bengals might be playing Germany. That's the game that makes sense. So I did my playoff bracket, Gary. So this weekend yeah, I did a bracket. Bracket challenge. All right. This weekend I got the Texans over the Browns. Okay. I got Dolphins upsetting the Chiefs. That game it's gonna be like but listen, look at the odds. It's game. all they're all like plus minus three. And then I the think the, the biggest one was uh, was the Steelers. I think they were plus ten. Yeah. Um, and then I got the Buccaneers over the Eagles. You I think it's gonna English. happen. Okay, you can put <laughs> the wager on it right now. Pirate ship. All right, let's do a wager. Lions over the Rams. No, to stop. Let's put, I want you to put your bitch-ass money where your mouth is. What's the wager? I'm not that confident that they're going to win enough to wager. Oh, no, no. You're on record of saying that's going to happen. So you're confident enough to make that prediction, have yeah. some ass, and stand behind it. No, that's just my – that's my bracket. That Oh, that – AI, that, that chat GPT filled it out for you. Yeah. <laughs> so my pick in the my my conference championship – games gary is the Mm -hmm. bills over the ravens okay and then the 49ers i'm sticking with the 49ers and the nfc over the cowboys you think the cowboys are going to make it to the nfc championship 
Yep. I think they're going to beat the Lions and then, um, yeah. Or, yeah, they. I think they're going to beat the, the Packers, and then they. I think they're going to play the Lions in round two. Well, to give us some perspective on the Packers, I'd like to welcome our first guest of the night, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Talk about your old team. I don't know. I'm excited for the playoffs this year. I, I don't. I didn't do any brackets. I think the Eagles go to the Super Bowl and play the the. I think the Ravens. Yeah. So you got a couple of uh. Or I guess there's only one home. Home under or two two home underdogs this weekend. The Texans are a two point underdog at home okay. against the Browns. Yeah. I'm taking that all day. Browns are gonna the Browns are gonna brown. Joe Flacco, don't uh, he's a gonna, he's a winner. Bucks are a three point underdog against the Eagles. Yeah. Well, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco has never lost a wild card game. And that's because he's poised to to make this run. All right. Yeah. So you're sticking with your Super Bowl pick. You're saying the Eagles over the Bills. I just said Ravens, but yeah, I, I like I, I can see that happening too. I don't know. That's who you picked. Let me, you picked the the Bills. I thought we were updating before it. the season. Oh, you can. I mean, you can stick with it or you can update it. I almost fuck it. I'm I'm gonna hold true to my guns. I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah. My pick last year almost came true in the Super Bowl because I picked the Eagles and the Bengals last year. I pretty close. Yeah. The script didn't play out for us though. That's right. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't read all the script. So our first news story comes to you, and it, it ties into what I was going to do tonight. Uh, Chris Stapleton, Kentucky legend, yes, and Buffalo Trace teamed up for the second time, um, for a little collab with Traveler, which I believe is the name of one of his albums, right? Yeah, it's his newest album. So uh, I have been seeing that they are selling the pure ass out of it at the distillery. Yeah, Buffalo Trace, People and it's available every day right now. So if you're in Frankfort, Kentucky, and you're looking to get a bottle, it's there. It's pretty available there every day. I saw that it was available at my local alcohol dispensary, aka Kroger. I go to get it. It's not there. Not there. Oh, so um, is that but, the only liquor store you have in your town, or do you have another one? You have. Another I think one? I got some money laundering stores that are fronts. I'm not too sure. I don't want to mention any names, but yeah, could be run by like, I've been to some and you're like, got Jim Beam. What are we talking about here? So yeah. So, uh, Chris Tableton, who sang the national anthem last year at the super bowl. Oh, <laughs> he just, he sang it just in general. No, he sang it the super bowl first teamed up with, uh, I think it was a charity auction of, uh, EH Taylor single barrel. Yep. Now they've uh, come together for a blended whiskey, meaning it's an assembly of spirits from various award-winning distilleries owned by the Sazerac Company. So it could be uh, Buffalo Trace. It could be Barton 1792, potentially some foreign operations. More than 50 blends were tested before Master Distiller Harlan Wheatley settled on number 40, which is what you'll find in these bottles of Traveler. And unlike, uh, you know, the hard stuff to get the Pappy, uh, the Weller, all that stuff. This should be widely available, and it is an unallocated bottle. I could not find it, David. Yeah, maybe I'll go look for it. So, um, 
I was perusing. They, they had I how much say is this, it? Does it say forty dollars? Yeah, it's forty bucks. Like good, but it's also not a bourbon. It's a this is I don't know blended whiskey. Yeah, blended whiskey. I'm not. I don't hate blended whiskey. I don't hate whiskey at all because all bourbon is whiskey. Yeah, but all whiskey is not bourbon. That being said, looking, I see a a newish bottle or new to me bottle. Uh, had an interesting label. It's called Kentucky Ten. I look at it. I'm like, it's a weeded, ninety proof bourbon. Cool. I get home. David asked me earlier today, "What's your bourbon?" I say Kentucky Ten. And I'm, I sent him a picture of the bottle. As I'm looking at the bottle, he said, "Who's who makes it?" I look and I say, it "Says here, it's distilled and bottled by Owensboro Distilling Company." <laughs> and right on the bottle, it says DSP KY Ten. Now, David, yeah. when you look up DSP KY10, who does it tell you that is? Well, the one that it told me, I, I told you who it said. It said Owensboro, Kentucky, but... Um, you said Medley. Medley, yes. Uh, That's what it said. I think I took it upstairs. So Yeah, I saw this as 92-point rated, Gary. That's yeah. 89 see, points I'm, more than Ohio State. I wanted to show... I wanted to point out what the first review said. Oh. <laughs> read read like what the first review says. Um, there, okay, guys. here we go. This is there's a, a one star and a five star review on this. All I could find. Yeah, for me, there is a smell and slight taste no one would expect when going to the bath. One would expect when going to the bathroom. Sorry, for me, it was very unpleasant. And they said, "No, I did not recommend this product." <laughs> so this is a weeded bourbon out of Owensboro. I'm going to say this is the same as the bottle of Green River. We did. I just tried on the last episode. Yeah. Will I like it? Will it smell like piss? Who's to say? Let's see. It does not smell like piss. Uh, one of the reviews, I think the review uh, with that says, if you like you Weller. Wash their hands. Maybe they're talking about like urinal cakes. Or the other end. Number two. Dude, it's got a good nose. It's starting strong. Made my mouth water. Okay. Damn, I'm like bad. I like the people said the bottle was un, unappealing. I actually I like the bottle. What do you think? You see yeah, that? I like it. It's, it's very under, understated. It reminds me of maybe like a Kentucky basketball jersey. Also, Kentucky basketball making ways. Reed Shepard, holla at your local boy. Nose what's is good. The one, what's the one kid that played for UK? But the Beverly Brothers cousin or something braxton beverly he played for nc state oh he didn't play for well he started at ohio state yeah that's true nose is hit he transferred to kentucky no nc state oh shout out braxton beverly braxton baby all right here we go <laughs> this one's for your mama i'm gonna say that's exactly the same as green river the same. same. I wonder if you tried them blind taste if you could if you could tell. I don't know. It's probably the same bourbon. Is it ninety proof? Is that what you said? Ninety proof. Ninety proof, yep. And the mm. Green River's ninety proof? I took it upstairs and I can't remember. Yeah, I think it is. Oh. Damn it. Got hoodoo. Oh, yeah. So this Two was a thirty two dollar bottle. Oh, that's cheap. I was looking online. It looked like it was like 70 and I'm like, man, 
that's a lot to spend on a, on a bottle that you don't know and it ends up being yeah. basically no, was, green this river. was this was a 32 32 i should have done some research while i was there but i like the bottle I, yeah. the bourbon's the bourbon's not bad like it's not so in the i used to really it's funny how just in four years of doing this podcast your taste changed right yeah i thought i was hardcore weeded bourbon all the way turns out not really <laughs> i not like the really. weeded bourbons I, I i don't dislike it but it's not, yeah. it's not my favorite yeah like i had this conversation at work i will take like over christmas break i had old rip van winkle and i had pappy van winkle 12 year old lot b uh-huh which is what you have right which i've i've had before yep. um great bourbon like i'm not gonna i'm not sweating it i will never turn down an opportunity to drink it that being said i will never seek it out to buy yeah like it's not i am i think i think i think david i'm gonna go out on a limb my first entry into the bourbon hall of fame old forster old forster 86 yeah, I like all, just all the old, old Forester. I've not had a bad old Forester. I've had old Forester yeah. 1910. I've had the Prohibition. I've had the birthday bourbon. I've had the Statesman. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Statesman. Yeah. You still have that bottle or do you drink all of it? I drank all of it. <laughs> I've cool. drank two bottles of Statesman, actually. We didn't talk about the bottle that I got. The new I edition. know. My all right. Let me set the stage. Collection. I want to set the stage for this and I want you to, I want you to follow up here. David okay. texts me. I'm going to say without looking roughly 4 30 PM. Yeah. And he, and, and he said, it was a simple question. Any of these interest you? And it's just a list of bourbon. I'm like, no, not really. He's like, I'm guaranteed, uh, at least a, a bottle. Uh, like he's gotten yeah. in line. Yeah. I'm like, cool. State, State of Ohio did a special holiday drop. Yeah. Of allocated bourbon, right? Allocated bourbons. The, the like week before like 17th or 18th something like that like it was on a thursday or friday before christmas and what what number were you in line like uh six fifty something out of 60 something yeah. out of they had 82 bottles right at fourth david like a champ like a soldier waited in line well over an hour and a half yeah because they did not they didn't start letting people in until 6 p.m right so and what i got drum roll, so, yeah you selected for yourself i didn't select it was what i what i basically ended up with because they had all right um, so tell me what was what you could have bought and then then reveal which one you took so they had stag jr not they a had um i don't even remember the other ones i sent you the picture of it hold on let me find the picture of it yeah. Stag Jr. was the big one. Um, While Dave was looking at that, take an opportunity now, 30 minutes into the podcast, we're halfway through. Go to our social media, Beers, Beards Pod, Instagram, X, oh, Facebook. Okay. Hit that like. If you enjoy what you're hearing, you like David or you like myself, you like the topics, you're interested in, in a topic, you want to give us some feedback. Give us a review. Tell a friend. It's free. It's absolutely free. We're not even, we're running no ads this episode. We're revamping. 
uh, who we select as partners. Yep. So it's all free. It's, it doesn't cost you a penny. That's the price you have to pay for this quality content is just tell somebody. <laughs> all right. So here we go. So that's Stag Jr. Yep. A Weller 12 year. Uh-huh. Which is the uh, black. Yep. Weller black, some people call it. Mm-hmm. Weller full proof, which is the blue. Weller mm-hmm. blue. Then the old Fitzgerald. Or uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Old Fitzgerald, right? The decanter looking bottle. Eight year have. bottle and bond. Eight year. And then the other ones that were released was a Parker's Heritage Collection, uh, but they didn't have it at the location that I was at. And then a Russell's Reserve uh, single Rick House option. That one was like 200 bucks. I'm like, ah, I probably wouldn't have bought that one anyway. Um, but yeah, so basically they had like four bottles of the Stag, 12 of the um, Weller Foolproof, um, like eight of the Old Fitzgerald. And so I ended up with Weller 12 Year, which is the one that I wanted anyway. And I got right. it for retail, which is 40, 43 bucks. That's crazy. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Yes, I have tried it. I told you it's better than Pappy. Yeah. Better than the Pappy 10 and the 12. It's probably yeah. my favorite bottle of bourbon that I have. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's we right are excited for this year. David and I are going to get back out on the road. I, did we see each other in 2023? I think we did. It's a shame. Hey, I miss we're you. We got to do some live shows. We got to do some. We, can, just, we got to redeem so we ourselves. <laughs> we're looking to celebrate our four-year anniversary at the spot. We got an invitation to another spot. Yeah, on the road with Limp Biscuit. Who's to say? Yeah, at the Sunoco on Wayne in Dayton. We're gonna do a live show there. We're gonna open mm-hmm. up for Limp Biscuit. We might be going to. Um, I think Limp Biscuit's also playing in, in Indy. They, we might we might go on tour with them. Do a little mini tour. To, My to mom. Dayton. Shout out Connie. Is going to Indy to see Chris Stapleton. This is one of her Christmas gifts. She's going to see Chris nice. Stapleton. I like Chris Stapleton a lot. Who is not the headliner? Who is the headliner? Weird George Al? Strait. Oh, yeah. That's about the only guy that's better than Chris Stapleton is George Strait. Maybe Conway Twitty if he's still alive. So, uh, Conway Twitty still Conway. alive? Oh, well, I'm, changing, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change uh, my song just for that. So you didn't do a song, Gary. That's what I'm just doing. Oh, okay. uh, hold on. I'm, I'm about to give it to you right now. Uh, come on. Where's that? Editor, cut this out. Oh. <laughs> Our playlist has like over 200 songs. Oh, that's a banger right there. Ah. All my exes live in Texas. My exes live in Texas. Were you proud that I knew that? Without if you did not be mad. <laughs> Love to be. But all my exes live in Texas. Why hang my head in Tennessee? Gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out George Strait. Shout out George Strait. And Connie. Pure and country, baby. Chris Stapleton. He, he was runner-up that year in the Oscars for Best Actor. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so Gary, the I'm doing dry January, which dry, this year I, huh? I have not done as much of like the non-alcoholic beer or options as I did in previous years, but I, I, I did pick up a few things. Have you seen the alcohol-free White Claws out in the wild? No, I have not. <laughs> you know it's a thing, right? It's just, yeah, we talked about it. Right, I've, I've, like I saw it. Look right. I, I saw it. Did you buy it? No. I was like, I don't even like White Claws. Why would I buy the ones without alcohol in it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but, you know, a local brewery to me that you are a fan of, that maybe we'll do a show there because they have a stage, yep. Urban Artifact, released. Huge fan of Urban Artifact. Yes. Astronaut they Food, bring it back. Their first, yeah, they are bringing it back this year. They They announced it. It's the most expensive beer per ounce in the world, Gary. Well, it's a small can, and it will yeah. put you on your ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they released their for the first time their non-alcoholic version of their fruit tarts, and they came out two. Is that a sour uh, beer? Uh, tart. I wouldn't say sour. I wouldn't go as What's far the as difference like, in tart and sour. Tart is more like like think like prune fruity. juice. Yeah, like fruity, and I think sour is just like. Acidic, more yeah, like acidic, like a lower pH. Uh, but they Midwest fruit tart, uh, hashtag trademark. They invented that style. Mm-hmm. That's like their their um their go to style. Um, but yeah, so they for the first time released their um first non alcoholic options called Seedless. They have two flavors: Gary, mango and strawberry. I'm gonna try both of them for you. I might get a little hammered. Actually, no, but you won't. <laughs> I won't because they're both non-alcoholic. So the first one I have is the mango. Here's a mango seedless, and this is um, I like they have the calories on non-alcoholic beer because I think non-alcoholic beer you technically have to you're required to put like the ingredients since it's not like beer. There's no alcohol in it. You have to put the ingredients. Um, this is 43 calories for a 12 ounce serving which is good that's like less than what juice would be right like for sure i don't know but anyway so it's it's like a, a clear translucent ish color um there's a lot of, of particulate in it which is interesting but that's the real fruit the mango i'm assuming and it, you get that like almost like a candied mango like you you know have you ever had like a dried mango how it mm-hmm. gets like that like really like a not like not like sugary sweet but like a like a fruity sweet. That's yes. what I get. I get more dried mango. I, I don't know if I've ever even had a fresh mango, but. Do mangoes grow on the east side of Cincinnati? Yeah, we're, we have a big mango grove. tree in my backyard. Yeah, mango grove. That one's good. It's not not very strong um, in terms of like the flavor profile. Um, not heavily carbonated either, which is interesting. Um. And not as like thick so as more, other. More of like a flat fruit. Yes. Yeah. It's almost like a wine, like a fruit wine, like a, is what I would. Yeah. They like. put, they use grapes are yeah. fruit. Yeah. That's what, like a, like a, but like other, other fruit. Like if you've ever had like a sangria, like when I was in Hawaii, I had um, pineapple wine. Yeah, that's, it gives strawberry me, wine. Yeah. We'll Seven see if this one is, does taste like strawberry wine. Um, this one is actually pink. You can see this is the strawberry one. Ooh, that looks good. 
We'll see if it's good. I've been drinking uh, strawberry electrolytes. It makes my creatine in it every day. Strawberry electrolytes? Yeah. Tastes like doo-doo. That's, um, is it the, uh, I mean, I always used to do um, the amino energy mm-hmm. nutrition. That's that was what, good. That's what it is. I get that's what it is? You don't like it? No. I like the grape better. Well, this one's very uh, strawberry smelling. It smells like a, um, like a strawberry, like pop tart or something. <laughs> Who is the taste tester that says, like, when you make candy, like Starburst? None Ooh. of that shit tastes like strawberry. This one I like a lot. You like it? Yeah. It's a very. Hit. This one has a more strawberry flavor than the other mango. I should have saved a little bit of it. <laughs> that one tastes more strawberry than the mango tastes like no, strawberry. Tastes- Tastes more strawberry than the mango. Tastes like mango. Yeah, oh, gotcha. I should have mixed them. They would. These would probably be good mixed. What was the um, Snapple? I like the strawberry better. Mango strawberry. This one's a little bit more carbon, slightly more carbonated too, but still not like to the point. It is like, I would say, closer to a wine than yeah. which a lot of Urban Artifact beers are. If you've never had Urban Artifact beer, they they only do sours. Amazing. They, Yes, that's when I that's when I discovered I like sour beer, real real fruit beer, Um, and they're based out of Cincinnati in an old church. So, yeah, those are good. Nothing says Jesus like sour beer, (laughs) and it's not so sweet that I don't want to drink. Like a sometimes beer, like a beer, could be really you know really sweet. I don't think I could sit down and and pound out six sour beers. No, without like just wrecking your mouth for the night you know what i mean like you get th- that tart that yeah. sat that because they're not really sour yeah this one is this is good that's good though straw i like the strawberry more than the mango nice Mango's good good too, they're both good both in the top like five to ten non-alcoholic beers that i've had What's the craft brewery scene looking like in Cincinnati in 2024? We'll get in my song first, and then then we'll we'll do. Oh yeah, this one's strawberry. So I changed up my song, and you started singing it. Strawberry. Oh, did you pick it? All right, here we go. By Leanne Rhymes. Then I've got some uh, questions about. This isn't the original. This is a cover of Deanna something, but the version I know is this one. This is a good workout song right here, Gary. You put this. (laughs) You want to play our our. Uh, playlist while you're working out there you go i've done it i can't find it by her oh well you can play the original version by deanna carter noah kahan has it play the noah kahan version i want to hear it i haven't heard that he was working through college the banger they sound drastically different. Yeah. Are we sure it's even the same song? I don't know. We'll see. Talent, speak to me, nope. but don't you say a word. Light a cigarette, I'll watch it as it burns. And he had a car. Whatever happened to Deanna yeah, Carter? I, was I don't know. I used to live it off of royalties from 
Leanne Rhymes to burn her song. Is this about uh, making love? I think so. Here we go. Hot July moon. I want to I bet Connie likes that song. Is your mom going to roast you at your... Uh... Have we talked about that on the show? No, she's playing Manchester Music Hall Thursday, March 14th in Lexington, Let's go. Kentucky. And every I'm song, every take, every song Connie. she starts, we just yell "Strawberry Wine." <laughs> I'm gonna take Connie <laughs> for our first date. My wife or my mom? Connie, your Connie's your wife? No. Yeah, I want to be like Michael Scott. I'm gonna date your mom. <laughs> you have a wife. <laughs> I'm not. I don't have anybody that I'm dating. <laughs> <laughs> Loophole. <laughs> Oh, uh, so I was thinking about when we did our beer influencer event. Yeah. Not this Christmas, but last Christmas. You're trying to count how many people we influenced? I'm trying to, I want to update on where those influencers are at now. Are they still pumping out content like us? Like, I don't want to make it feel old, but that was two years ago. Yeah. Gnarly Gnome is still out there. Uh, the guy who started it since he buy the pint, Merrill, is not. He just gave up. Um, I need to find the can. Um, now he moved to Chicago, so it doesn't really. It's hard to do since he buy the pint in Chicago. See, that's his problem. Chicago he, by the bullet. He, uh, <laughs> that's his problem. Is he pigeonholed himself into one city? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the other people. Let me see if I can find. I, mean, I don't know if it's on the. Um, there was a dad description. Dad, there's Craft Beer Joe. He does a little bit. Yep. I used to see him on Instagram quite a bit. Let's see if it's on the. Um, Is MMA McKinney? It doesn't have. Brewery Adventures. Yeah. I'm trying to find, see if there's a can that had, because it had everyone's uh, handle on the thing. Um, some of the people are, and some of the people. Are not, I would say. Like, I, you know, we we joked. Oh, here we but go. We, we are micro influencers. More yeah. so, we're just two dudes that like to talk to each other. Big fat and... drink. Big fat Greek drinks craft beer. I don't, I don't see him around anymore. Drinking dining Dion. She is. She's. She's. Yeah, I liked her a lot. <clears throat> Danielle and Cincy. She is still active. The gnarly gnome. Yes. Craft beer Joe. I would say a little bit. Irma Gerd Ryan T27. I don't, I don't even know who that is, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, MMA McKenney, yes. Uh, Lynn Zanatti, yes, she's still active. Deliciously Sinful, yes, she is um, pregnant right now, actually. Shout out. Uh, beer is not for boys. I think she is also active. And then Since You Buy the Pint. Shout out to the influencers, baby. Yeah. Big fat Greek drinks craft beer. Yeah. Is that a take on the movie? I think so. <laughs> anyway, right. sorry, what were you saying? That's I was just curious about that. I want to go through 
we covered a lot in 2023 in our yep. time on this podcast. And our good friends at Whiskey Raiders put together the most eight bizarre booze releases. Some of these we covered. Some of these I'm yeah. seeing for the first time. Uh, yeah. I'm going to start at the bottom with. Started from the bottom. Now you're here. Spritz Society Pickle Sparkling Wine. Yep. This was a collaboration um, with Boston Pickles owned by Kraft Heinz. Uh, came out in July. It it started as an April Fool's prank, and then it <laughs> then it became real. Uh, yeah, Spritz Society's pickle sparkling wine, six percent ABV, hundred twenty calories each, and I would imagine it tastes like pickle juice. It's, it says a pack of these is twenty five dollars. Is it? That. Is it six for twenty five dollars? <laughs> because if so, that's crazy. Uh, six sparkling wine see if it was even a cell i don't know that's not that doesn't sound good the pickle beer urban artifact actually makes a pickle beer that i like it's good it's pickle inspired yeah uh kentucky coming into the mix i don't know how they got this license yeah. this sounds awful <laughs> this is awesome the the label kfc cool. dead man's fingers 11 herb and spiced rum uh dead man's dead man's fingers rum brand released a fried chicken uh, inspired Fire. by Kentucky Fried Chicken's eleven herbs and spices, uh, they both remain mum about their secret spice recipe. They divulge that there's a little bit of black and white pepper. So it's a it, this is based over in the UK. It's known for its spiced rum and tequila. Uh, there is no fried chicken in the rum. Spoiler alert: <laughs> uh, it has uh, aromas of vanilla, caramel, nutmeg, and pepper never yeah. seen it looks like you could have bought it on amazon let's see yeah i don't think it's available anymore this is a sold out let's see if it's it might be back let's see if uh, we can purchase one on our company card amazon.co.uk it is sold out the bottle is cool though the bottle is pretty cool like uh that. we did not cover that on the podcast we i did, did not, not see that one it was in the uk we we uh yeah. We have a strong presence over there. Elvis's Midnight Stack, Midnight Snack Whiskey. Uh, fans of the King will be sure to want to pick up a bottle of this 70 proof, proof boozy take on his favorite midnight snack. What was his favorite midnight snack, David? You asked? I didn't know. I never Peanut butter, that. banana, and bacon. And I've actually had one made by Elvis's chef. Who's his chef? I forget his name, but it, it literally, the sandwich weighed like five pounds. <laughs> There's no wonder that poor fellow. Oh, here you go. The Elvis is cook Pauline Nicholson right here. Tell yeah. him the thing. Um, Grain and Barrel Spirits launched the whiskey line in September of 2021, and the whiskey and rye expression bottled at 90 proof. The whiskeys are bottled in Elvis's home state of Tennessee. Wait, Notice how does it say 70 proof, but then it's 90 proof? I, fuck, I don't know. People just write shit. Suggested retail price hey, of 35 bucks can be found in the U.S. at Caskers and Reserve Bar. Uh, there was Tamworth Distilling Garden Mist Gin, and it had one of those little foo-foo perfume things. Sold for 80 bucks. Uh, misting this floral gin atop any cocktail. So it wasn't, you couldn't really drink it. It was just a mist. Dunkin' Donuts yeah. spiked iced coffee and tea. Never saw this out in the wild. Yeah, ready to drink flavored booze. 
uh there was a craze of that when you just had your mocktails or cocktails already mixed up yeah. they had the original caramel mocha and vanilla the spike tea line has a slightly more modest five percent abv and comes in slightly sweet half and half strawberry dragon fruit mango pineapple <laughs> okay don't does not sound good we uh did not we that's how you had scotch no i had johnny walker black did you like it i did i did actually um you like like smoky smoky leathery you would like scotch yeah it it gave me a bourbon vibe but it was a little more i don't know but scott malt whiskey scott son of a bitch scotch malt whiskey society experiment oh one chili infused whiskey i do not like spicy things i don't like chilies scotch bonnet chilies yeah uh, they released this back of them in August. Ten-year single malt. That does not sound good. That's crazy. Uh, those interested in acquiring this can't snag themselves a bottle with a twelve-month membership to the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Mm. I'm not a member of. We did cover Doritos Empirical Nacho flavored spirit. Yeah, I would drink uh, that. That came out December 13th, so that was on our last episode, I believe, or maybe one before that. I've had uh, two separate listeners send me this too, and I'm like, "Do you not listen? We we talked about this." So yeah, they uh, they recommend serving this in a Bloody Mary margarita or an old fashioned, or <laughs> an old fashioned. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. And terrible. this is the one that really got me, David, Full because I'm flavors. I am pretty anti seafood and yeah. mixing brandy with smoked trout, trout does not sound appealing to me. Yeah, listen to that again. Brandy and smoked trout, uh, but there's nothing fishy about the subheading. Trout brandy is a thing, and it was released in November by Tamworth Distilling. No wonder it came out of New Hampshire. They're known and, as the Willy Wonka of distilleries, Gary. I don't know how you uh, do I don't know if that's a good thing. This aquatic-themed <laughs> spirit also made waves when it launched its Saison uh, de Fra Trout Brandy, a blend yep. of their VSOP Apple Brandy, sustainably farmed smoked trout and fish eggs i heard they call that caviar <laughs> yes uh one i'm two- surprised is not on there is the sunny d i know and i'm still trying to find it i want that i've seen that you i'll get it for you next time yeah, I get see it for it. me snag it up that one and then um i guess that one's not as weird as the um arizona iced tea yeah they have those just the regular iced tea not the not the arnold palmer or the the green one which is the best Honey yeah. and ginseng or whatever's in that one. If you're a long time listener, next time I see it, I appreciate that. If you're a long time listener, you know David uh, is he's an analyst by nature. Yep, and he talks about what he thinks hot. I think every year he said loggers are going to be in. Yep, they have been in for the last couple of years. So uh, that's the thing. But we have from seven fifty daily. Six beer industry trends to watch, and I'm going to read it, and I want David to respond to it. Yeah. So, tap rooms put a premium on service and hospitality. Yep. I mean, they um, got to do something. The tap rooms evolve into a full service bar and restaurant. Brewery owners will dial in their service. What do you? Is this a thing? Yes, I definitely think. Um, first and foremost, almost every tap room has some sort of food offering, and the ones that don't have to you know are adding something is it um and then so the most of the ones we've been to have like food trucks or their own 
like a separation yeah. between the establishment and like from the alcohol and yeah. the food separation is, person state is it to make money off the food to sustain the tap I think room? it's yeah sometimes it's like law based other times it's like they want to you know if you own a brewery you don't necessarily want to own a restaurant like and they just want someone else to to run that and they'll have you know they'll have that kind of being like a sublease or sublet in in the and the location yeah um that's probably the most common reason but i i feel like yeah you have to have some sort of food option and i think the service piece ah uh, yeah i guess maybe to a certain extent i don't know i'm not a person that goes to like a brewery looking for like high levels of service especially if they're busy <laughs> um yeah i don't know that that one i would say yeah half i would say is definitely a trend Okay. Number two. Moving on to the next trend. Breweries get more creative with festivals and events. I feel like that's not a yeah. trend. I feel like they always kind of hitch their wagons to, to things like that. But is there, is there one in particular that that's like the flagship craft beer festival? festival? Yeah. So in Cincinnati, we have a couple that I, that like stick out. Um, one is the, um, they call it the missing link festival where they actually urban artifact found this yeast in a old brewery from the 1800s. And they basically like cultivated the yeast and they've, it was still alive and they, they, you know, now they all create beers based on this yeast. Um, so that's a unique thing. And now it's, it's multiple different breweries have joined um, in Cincinnati. We have Bach fest, which is big. It's a style, you know, Bach is a style of beer that you see kind of in the transition from, uh, like winter to spring that like you know early a lot of people they always said like monks would drink it because <laughs> they would be fasting during lent and you're like i need something that's like a nice healthy chewy hearty beer with a lot of calories in it so that i'm you know i can i can fast but those are two um yeah i, I think that one that Mitch's one I West six is having some yeah some things okay yeah I, I think that's a no-brainer i think that's and i felt like that was already ipa festival i went to a lager fest last year at a uh, northern row um yeah so yeah, I, and northern like row. the good thing too is that like you can do like a unique smaller thing and then have it doesn't have to be this big huge you know uh thing. event like it can be smaller all right, this one you're going to have to explain to me. Yeah. Beverage companies ditch carbonation to attract customers. Oh, you skipped one. Oh, did I? Number three is more brewers pursue non-alcoholic and mindful drinking oh, options. I that one, yes. That. I think that's been a slow. That's been a thing it's honestly for the last been couple slower years. than what I thought. Yeah. It's not, it's not, at least from an outsider looking in who is susceptible to marketing and like I see things. Um, yeah. And trends, I I don't see that trend explode. Yeah, the I mean the the bigger trend is that there are more specific non alcoholic based brands like Athletic Brewing has been mm -hmm. doing a lot of big things. There's a few like like they mentioned here, Brooklyn Brewery. They have um, a line. Sierra Nevada has a line. They have Hop Splash, um, and they came out with their own um non-alcoholic actually beer this year um blue moon released their 
um, non-alcoholic wit blue moon. Um, so I, I think it's a little mm. bit, it's like I said, it's honestly been a little bit less than what I anticipated. Cause even though it's like, Oh, the growth is like 400%. It's still like less than 1% of the, of the craft beer market is non-alcoholic. Um, ditch carbonation. That one. Yeah. So that one is, um, I think I'm seeing a little bit like bubble free, like maybe a little bit like, like I mentioned, even these uh, urban artifact beers, these are very low alcohol. One thing they, they talk about is Boston beer company, which owns twisted tea. That one is a big, like it's uncarbonated tea basically. Yeah. Um, and I feel like definitely in the tea space, the lower carbonation makes sense. Um, next one. Uh, breweries will consolidate to share resources and survive. So we, so we yeah. chronicle the ebb and flow, the rise and fall of many craft breweries. Uh, will they play together to survive? This one, I definitely, I can see happening you had like um, you got to put egos aside for this and that's hard yeah um yeah i i see that one but i see this one based on necessity right not that people necessarily want to do it um next one is brand values become a big selling point that's definitely i think you got to have the brand right that's you can put that in any thing yeah but Shirts. i think before it's been like whatever the craziest beer you can you can come up with or you most unique or whatever. But now I think it's going to be truly about brand and what your brand stands for. Um, they talk about 10 barrel brewing, which was owned by AB, but now was bought by Tilray champions of fun, loving outdoor lifestyle. That's big. Um, Mad tree here in Cincinnati just became a certified B Corp, um, which Ooh. means that they have you know sustainable, practices and Allagash is also a, in Portland, Maine is a, is a certified B Corp. So that's part of their brand, right? Um, yeah, that's the last one. Yeah. I would say those, those are, are pretty accurate. Um, anything not on there that you would say that you, you predict, like, give me, give me, um, brewery adventure crossover here. One strong prediction of what you're going to, what, what something we're going to have to bring up on this podcast that's yeah. in the forefront. We've seen it a little bit, but I think we're going to see more breweries branching out into non beer things. So whether that be yeah. wine, whether that be, I mean, a little bit seltzer is kind of a, I don't know, but like, oh. um, I think we're going to see breweries branching out more into like non traditional beer, right? Like, they're not only going to produce beer they they might produce beer and beer and i would say yeah. whether that be seltzer wine mead um some sort of canned cocktail i think we're going to see a lot of breweries doing that because um young people like me you know <laughs> but no people younger than I'm me tired of the same old shit i'm like the the millennial generation we love beer and i love beer like i i would drink if you told me i could never have any other alcoholic beverage other than beer ever i would be i'd be like okay i mean that's kind of my plan anyway but younger people gen z they want they don't they're not big beer drinkers at least not yet and so you've got to come up with something 
unique to get them into. You gotta get, that, you gotta get them something to get that acquired taste. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's gonna be, you're gonna see more breweries producing things other than beer, but still be right. a brewery. And it All might right. still be technically under the beer umbrella, like a lot of time, or, you know, like, Cider a lot of times is classified as wine. Cider Seltzer is classified as beer. Seltzer. It might still be under that similar umbrella, but like yeah. non-traditional, like what you would think of as beer, IPA, dark beer, etc. You got to diversify the portfolio. Yes, exactly. Diversifying. That would be my biggest thing. Um, I'm trying to think of another one that, that they didn't mention that I, I see. Um, I think that the the breweries with, and they kind of mentioned this a little bit, but the experience of their brewery. So places having a reason for you to come there. So like uh, talking about the, not the experience in brewing, but the experience you get when you go to the brewery. Yes. So two things that stand out to me, one is, um, North and this one's on the top of my top of my head. Northern row started doing a Kolsch night where they have these little, um, it's like a little round, like it looked, looks kind of like a round flight board but in germany that's the way that you experience kolsch is that you and you're it's meant to be shared among friends right you get like a little round board and it has six like you know maybe eight ounce pours on it and it's meant to be shared amongst friends so like that's a are nice they all different or just the same it's all the same beer but it's meant to be shared and so they they do that and then the other one if you're talking about experience is um there's a, a the growing um, like Czech styles I think is big um, in the but but U.S. Uh, in the in drinking Czech beers and with that being an, an experience so I went to um, Cohesion Brewing in Denver and it's much more of an experience where you can get the same beer but poured in a different different style so like they have a they have a style that they have they call milk pour where basically they pour it in your entire glasses foam. And it's kind of like a kind of similar to like a Guinness, right? Like you're almost your whole glasses foam. And then you wait to um, you wait for the, the, the foam to settle and then you drink your beer and that's an experience and you can do the same beer, but different pour styles. Um, so things like that, that like you can't replicate at home, right? Having that experience aspect of it in addition to, Hey, we just have beer. Because I've been to places too, and I'm like, "What's your hook, right? What's what's your thing yeah, that's what's gonna your make me, that's gonna make me feel like I'm gonna come back?" Or do you I don't say that to them, never? but you walk no, in. No, but I think about it. Yourself. Like, yeah, right. Like, what makes this place unique? Because if it if there's not an answer, then they probably aren't gonna survive. Uh, unfortunately, um, unless you have in your hook or your thing can be, "Hey, we are the the brewery for this neighborhood, and sixty percent of our customers who come in walk here." Right, like. Um. Yeah, that's my other one. I think the the experience aspect of it, and having something unique that you can't get at home. Um, one more story, Gary. I want to talk about. Um, what's your favorite thing to get out of a vending machine? Oh, that's a good question. Like, what gets you excited when you see a vending machine? You're like, yeah, funyuns. <sighs> I'm gonna. All right. For the longest time, we had a vending machine at work, and almost exclusively, I got like this. I can't remember the name. I've been searching for this, too, for a long time. But it was this brownie with chocolate chips. I was like, maybe it's an old-fashioned brownie. I don't know what it is, but it was 
So good. Chocolate chip brownie. So what if I told you, Gary, you could have a vending machine that had pizza in it? Not if don't think that works. <laughs> don't think so, that's a thing. Rheingeist Brewery here in Cincinnati, we talk about food and, and being, you know, having to have food. They you know, Rheingeist is a big, massive brewery and they don't want to have food. So they've had they're on like the third floor is where their tap room is. They're in this big old it's it used to be an ice house. Um for Christian Moorline back in the in the 1800s and they've had a couple different food partners and no one has been able to survive there and they're like hey we want to have a food for people when they come here because you don't want to be people being you know drinking on an empty stomach and Max Pizza Pub here based here locally in Cincinnati uh came up with a partner uh started a partnership with a I think it's a French company um and to create these pizza vending machines Gary so the the pizza, it can hold, the vending machine can hold. Um, it's that on here. How many it can hold? Mm-mm-mm. I can't find it. I think it's like ninety six pizzas. Ah, dude, that's a that's that's not enough. That's a risk for, for one day. But the pizzas are like par baked off-site and then the the vending machine cooks your pizza in like three minutes which is awesome and if it if it's max pizza it's good so currently they have pizza in it but they're going to add wings quesadillas and you know they're speaking to me gary specifically hoagies tater tots that's my favorite that's probably my top three favorite foods i've been on a on a tater tot kick here lately all right. Um, I find it. How many? I think it holds like ninety six. But anyway, shout out Rheingeist. I gotta. I'm. I told Angel we gotta go back to Rheingeist and get this vending machine pizza. I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna do a TikTok video of one. That'll, I'm gonna look at this. That content. This is our uh, outro song tonight. That's my. That's my resolution for this year. More content for beers and beards more tiktoks more only fans more all that we're gonna get to we're gonna do at least three live shows on live on on location yeah disney world that's it i don't care about disney world to the moon that's it what's your what's your given your resolution uh, it's to get out of debt. Run a five k. By the time I retire, and run a five k. Just run with, away from your debt with, and your with Bert Kreischer. I declare bankruptcy. There you go. You can't just say it. I didn't say <laughs> it. I declared it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to. We got to start writing some. Because here, so hold on. Last thing. So. We, I think we talked about this on the show. You're doing a roast. And I said, I'm oh, you're I talking about my retirement. Writing, I already started writing jokes for it. Right. And you said, I might not be allowed to be on the dais. So if you're not, then we're going to be doing the jokes on here. Not allowed to be on the what? The dais. On the, the, the dais? panel of people who make fun of you. I got jokes even for. No. I wrote jokes about your mom. I wrote jokes <laughs> about Abby. Everyone. No one. No one. Where is are you working this material there. out at? Don't worry about it. 
Where, where can I go? You got a guest spot somewhere I don't know about? <laughs> the funny thing is, I never, this never happened to me before, but I'm like, I was dreaming, like half awake dreaming, and I'm like, I'm laughing in my sleep. <laughs> so I woke up and I had to start writing these. I'm like, I got to write this down. This is gold. Angie, give me a pen. Give me, <laughs> I, I had to start typing on the notes on my phone. All right. Next week, what are we doing next week, Gary? We're going to recap the NFL first week of the playoffs. Yes. We're going to see if our predictions <laughs> still hold true. I've Where got a hot story. I just dropped a story in. I'm going to try to talk to this guy uh, in the private chat here. Uh, big news. It's big. But wow. I, I got a hat tip. We got people on the street sending us stories. I got this story just sent to me. Are you reading it? Okay. Yeah. Big story, right? Yeah. Pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Right. Uh, Are we going to have him on the show or are you just going to report back? Know. Listen. I know I I know one of the guys' teachers, so oh, okay. I got to connect. You know where to find us out there on the internet, social media. We'll be oh, back. We gotta go there if that's a thing. I mean, it I sounds like it's yet. a ways ways off. Yeah. This is T Pain singing War Pigs. Have you listened to T Pain covers? T Pain. T Pain. Oh, yes, I have heard some of them. He can sing. Yeah. Pat McAfee joins us next week Followed by Jimmy Kimmel You find David on X At MMA McKinney I'm at Gary Thomas MMA This has been Beards and Beards We love you Good night yes. Or day Or morning Bye bye